Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you that you have given us rest and peace, Lord. We just thank you that you continue to do so, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given us your wisdom and your knowledge, Lord, and that we can walk in all the things that you know, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit to reveal these things to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word and discussion of the book of Acts. And this morning, we are beginning chapter 21. So could I get a volunteer to read the first 14 verses, please? I will. All right. There a promise? Now it came to pass that when we had departed from them and set sail, running a straight course, we came to Kos, the following day, Rhodes, and from there to Patra, and finding a ship sailing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. And we had sighted Cyp- when we had sighted Cyprus, we passed it on the left, sailing to Syria and land in Tyre. From there, the ship was to unload her cargo. And finding disciples, we stayed there seven days. They told Paul through the Spirit not to go up to Jerusalem. When we had came to the end of those days, we departed and went on our way. And they all accompanied us with wives and children till we were out of the city. And we knelt down on the shore and prayed. And when we had taken our leave, sorry, when we had taken our leave from one another, we boarded the ship and they returned home. And we had, and when we had finished our voyage from Tyre, we came to Philomus, greeted the brethren, and stayed with them one day. On the next day, we who were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns his belt and deliver him into the hand of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those who were, who were from that place plead with him not to go up to Jerusalem. But Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am not, for I'm, I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying, The will of the Lord be done. Amen. All right, there is a lot in there. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. It just seems like there's a a little bit of a contradiction between some of the people that were... um, with Paul in Jerusalem, like the other disciples, when they said that the Spirit had told him, or the the disciples told Paul, 
through the Spirit, as it says, that he should not go to Jerusalem. But in the previous chapter, we had seen that the Lord told Paul to go to Jerusalem, that he was going to, you know, be bound and uh, go through tribulations and trials. So it just kind of seems um, odd for them to say, for these disciples to say this. And then we have Agabus, who we saw earlier in Acts when Paul. Uh, Barnabas had first brought Paul on the scene. Now he's coming again and confirming what the Holy Spirit had spoken to Paul before he left. Ephesus about being bound and going to Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, Promise, were you going to address that or did you have something else? I was going to address it. Um, okay, well, I'll let you begin and then I'll, I'll comment after. Okay. Go ahead, sir. So when I read, I more so interpreted as the Lord had told him that Something was going to happen to Paul that he was going to be persecuted and he was going to be arrested and die inside of um, Jerusalem slash Rome. And then they took um, matters into their own hand, hands and said, oh no, Paul, you're not supposed to be going there. But the Spirit had told them that what was going to happen to Paul. And instead of listening to the Holy Spirit fully, they um, ran off and said, ran off and... Um, I'd say instead of letting the Holy Spirit finish the message, they left it incomplete and try to finish the, finish the message themselves. Mm. As a, I'm glad you both brought that up. Because that's, that's very true. What did, what did Jesus say? Right When people were trying to persuade him to not go and to not die on the cross. In the case of Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. Okay, and he also said, it's for this very reason that I came, right? Yes. yes. We remember all the way back, I'll say, at the beginning of Paul's conversion, where he's sitting there in the house on the street called Straight, and the Lord sent a servant to go minister to him. And what did he say to that servant? And what was that servant supposed to tell him? He was supposed to lay hands on Paul that he would receive his sign and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he said that Paul was, a, Paul was a chosen vessel of the Lord. And the Lord had shown Paul how many things he must suffer for the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm, he was supposed to tell him how, just how much or how great his sufferings were going to be for the Lord. Right? Yes. So here, right, we have a, a similar, um, I'll say, pattern in action. Right? Yes. Human nature always seeks to save itself. Right? Yes. Whether it's us personally or whether it's our friends or whatever the case is. So hearing clearly and accurately the whole word of the Lord. Yes, no doubt the Lord and the Holy Spirit, I should say, showed them the things that were to happen. But going, hey, show me these things were to happen. You're supposed to avoid it vice hey these things are going to happen which then we see uh, literally almost the next verse right also an agabus comes and says hey th these are the things that that are going to happen if you go to jerusalem which is if we look back now right yes is confirmation for all the things that the lord has spoken and shown paul himself so all if if we really look at this accurately is confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that Paul was clearly and accurately hearing from the Holy Spirit what was going to happen. Right? 
Yes. You know, the things that he would suffer or endure for the Lord's sake or name. Right? Yes. 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 Now, we, and just like Paul here, have the same obligation, which is just to clearly and accurately hear the word of the Lord and then to go do what he says and trust that the Lord's got the outcome, whatever it looks like, that the Lord will be glorified. That's exactly how Jesus operated in his, I'll say, time in flesh on this earth. Right? Yes. So no different for us. So it is, I'll say, vital that we not just hear the word of the Lord, but take the time to understand what the Lord is saying. Okay? Yes, Dan. All right, what else? Promise we finish with your explanation? Yes, I will finish with my explanation. Oh, okay. Also with that, you we have to consider that um, we've been just talking about in previous episodes that the Holy Spirit gave Paul an option. He was not forcing mm-hmm. Paul into this. So I believe that this is an opportunity for Paul saying that the Lord, I don't necessarily believe that they were not hearing or they're doing stuff out of their own flesh, but the Lord is saying, this is what's going to happen. And we see multiple times inside the Old Testament things that we would consider contradictory, meaning that just with the example of Hezekiah, he's told he will die. Then a couple minutes later, he's told he will not die. So what I think is truly happening here was that the Holy Spirit is giving Paul the option, meaning that, okay, Paul, I see your willingness, but he's saying, Lord, I want to hold to the original course that you set for me. I don't want to have a, a deviant or a detour from what you're trying to tell me or try to do something in my own might, but he was still going forward. I would say this is, as mommy put, a testing of his faith. This mm-hmm. is not just people talking out of their own spirit, but it was the Lord trying to test Paul to see um, his willingness and his will to go forward, um, not just when it would look good or rosy or if he was going to be swayed by what other people said or thought. Mm, that's a good point. There are many voices in the world, are there not, right? Yes. Yes. But then also the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophet, yes? Yes. So it still goes back to be careful how you hear, right? Are we clearly and accurately hearing what what the Holy Spirit is saying or what the Father is saying through Holy Spirit, right? Yes. And then, yes, we all have a choice. Are we going to change our course based on what someone else says or are we going to bring that before the Lord and say, is this accurate? Because this is different from what I sense in my spirit. Many times we hear, I've just been reading about how Paul was compelled in his spirit to go to Jerusalem. And yes, he wanted to go for the feast at Pentecost, but he knew there was a, a greater plan. And he knew that it ultimately would result in his death, right? That's why he said, I know for a fact I'll never see you guys again. Right? I'm yes. paraphrasing that, of course. But we get the point, right? Yes. So when a different, and as this is, I guess, the bigger point of what we're discussing here. When a difference occurs, when someone says something that they heard, one, always bring it before the Lord, right? And by heard, I mean not gossip, Right? I mean, yes. that they heard from the Lord. It should, it should minister with our spirit. 
if there's the slightest deviation, that, that again, we would have to bring him before the Lord and ask him, right? If it's the word yes. of the Lord that came from the Lord, who would know better than the Lord? No one. Okay. So, Lord, what do you say about this? Is this accurate? Did it change? Because remember, the Lord always comes to us first. So here, you can you could argue, your point there, sir, that Paul is receiving conflicting information. It doesn't corroborate what he first heard, right? It doesn't match up. So because they're saying, oh, the Holy Spirit said you should not go there. Well, the Lord clearly told Paul that he should go there. Yes. So he now, again, has a choice for himself. The Holy Spirit always talks to us first. So, and, and yes, bring it before the Lord because maybe Paul missed it, right? But if we bring it before the Lord, the Lord will clarify what he said. There's no confusion in him. He will make absolutely certain, if we are willing, that he will reveal exactly what he planned and purpose for us. Yes. And it's not just through someone else. That is for us as his servants. He speaks with us first. Each one individually. He always sends Holy Spirit to you first. Amen? Yes, Dad. What else? And then I liked verse 14 when the disciples got themselves together. They they stopped trying to push and press Paul to do this one thing. And instead it went, all right, Lord, your will be done, not mine, on Paul with your blessing on top of it. And sprinkle some Jesus dust or put a Jesus chair on the top, as mommy likes to say. They weren't doing that, and they were able to remain in, I'd say, the the covenant of love with Paul and with the Lord and not violate the Lord's commandments in this transition of Paul going to Rome and, you know, being bound and ultimately, you know, dying for the Lord, which is an honorable cause, if you know. Explain. Which part did um about so that they've gotten to a point where they're just not arguing with him no when i mentioned that they were coming to a point where they were no longer trying to enforce their own will on paul and Mm -hmm. have the lord bless it they came into alignment with what god said to paul and they now transition from me trying to do my own thing to lord what are you saying how do i support paul in his decision how do I encourage him to continue down this road? Because that's a pretty hard thing to do. I mean, if somebody, the Lord asked me to die for him, sure, I'd be willing. But my flesh would be like, uh, Layla, what are you doing? And it would, and I would appreciate the encouragement from you and mommy and, you know, LaCharles and Promise going, this is the course. Go on, Layla, and do this. Strengthening. The, the spirit is willing, but the flesh mm-hmm. is weak. So sometimes we need that encouragement from others to, you know, finish the course. And this is what the disciples are doing now instead of going, wait, pump the brakes, Paul. Save yourself. Sure. Well, we all have to get to that place, right? It's just very plain that when he would not be persuaded, Right. So again, it goes back to the letting everything pass by before the Lord. And whatever he says about it, that's what it is. And he had said to Paul, clearly, he ministered with his spirit, that he was, if you will, obligated to go to Jerusalem. And he knew, well, not the specifics of what exactly would happen, right? Yes. He knew 
in his spirit, man, that that's where he was supposed to go. So just because someone else came with a, a word that said, hey, hey, you're not supposed to go, he had to run it by the Lord and stand fast to what the Lord told him, what he believed he was supposed to do, right? Yes. yes. And then it's like any anyone or anything else. Well, they may have a different opinion, but at some point there's a real, there has to be a realization that, well, ultimately... So let's just say the calling for your life, that's between you and the Lord, right? Yes. If no matter what anyone else says about it, you have the responsibility to go, well, no, I, I sense the Lord is leading me in this way and I'm going to go do it or whichever way the Lord is leading you, right? Yes. To go do the thing or to not go do the, do whatever it is, right? Yes. That's between you and the Lord ultimately. So, they, for their part, brought the the word that they sensed from the Lord, right? Now, we, for each of ours, right, and what we've been talking about this whole episode is our responsibility is to bring it before the Lord for ourselves. So we can clearly and accurately not not just know, but understand what the Lord is saying so we can go do it, right? Yes. Yes regardless of who says what or what their name is or, right, any prophet, whatever the case is, right? Yes. Let's go back, even Jeremiah. He, There was a, another prophet that brought a word and said, no, we're not going to go into captivity for that long, and it's going to be light and easy, and we're going to be back here in just two years. Oh, Hananiah. And Hananiah, exactly. And Jeremiah said what? He said, well, be it according to the Lord's will, right? Yes. But then as he sought the Lord on it, or the Lord spoke to him about it, what happened? He came back and told Hananiah that he was, well, basically paraphrasing that he was lying, and that Hananiah was going to die because he would die later. He had taught the people rebellion. Absolutely. So, understand the same concept, if you will, right? Bring it before the Lord. Allow the Lord... To speak, to, or I'll say, be willing to allow the Lord to speak to you concerning the matter, right? Isn't that the same the same thing? We go all the way back to the garden with Adam. He said, "What?" The Lord said, "You chose to listen to your wife instead of me." Right? Same thing here. Yes. Just because woman, later Eve, came with the oh no, we're supposed to eat this fruit, and here you go, and it's wonderful, and he had the option and opportunity to bring it before the Lord to hear his voice on the matter, whether he should have eaten that fruit or not. So understanding that concept because it's huge. We need to, uh, I'll say, bring everything before the Lord. Let it pass by before him. Whatever he calls it, that's what it is. He provides the guidance and direction for our lives because he already knows the destiny track that he selected for us. And their plans for our good to be a blessing and a benefit to our life, right? Yes. To give us a future and a hope, not for destruction. Ultimately, so that the Father's glorified. Right? Yes. Yes. Same as with Jesus. We're his vessels. He's not ours. And we can't put him in a box and decide to pull Christ out at will when we feel it's necessary. He's our God and we're his people. So let's let's remember that and let's act accordingly.
Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today because uh, there's a lot to take in, a lot to ponder, a lot to read through and let the Holy Spirit minister to you on that. So can uh, I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that guides us into all truth and shows us things to come. Lord, we thank you for the destiny track that you have for each and every one of us, Lord, and that we have this opportunity to participate in your grand plan of salvation, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners in this time together in fellowship in the word, Lord, to grow and experience your love for each and every one of us, God. And we just bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.